This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Compass, a monthly program to help Full Focus Planner users stay on track with their goals. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash compass. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This. It's the most productive podcast on the internet, internet, internet. So you can banish distractions. Get the right stuff done. And finally, start loving Mondays. With your wonderful hosts, Blake Stratton. Hey, no, my name Courtney comes Baker. first. Oh. No, it's Courtney Baker. Oh, I didn't see it there. I guess it is there. Then, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's that way every week. Let me try it again. With your hosts, Blake Stratton <laughs> and Courtney Baker is also here. Mm-hmm. Welcome, everyone. I'm not better? even sure what to say to you right now. Let's just <laughs> move on. Let's get into this episode. Aren't you excited about Monday, Courtney? I love Mondays. Don't you love Mondays, Blake? I love Mondays because Mondays, I'm always, I feel like I'm most productive on Mondays because my week hasn't been blown up yet, right? There's nothing major mm-hmm. has changed or whatever. I've got my plan and now I'm excited. But I don't know about you. Sometimes by Wednesday or Thursday, I'm like, wait a second, what is even happening? The high leverage stuff I wanted to do, I'm not doing the big projects I wanted to make progress on. Maybe I haven't yet. Is that ever happened to you? Yeah. I feel like everybody at some point in your professional career, you get to the point where you're like, you know, um, these weeks never end up the way that I thought, or just you have that like perpetual feeling of never feeling fulfilled. You know, you're like, I really have good intentions at the beginning of the week, but on Friday, I'm like, I did a whole lot of work, but I didn't actually get anything done, which I hate that feeling. For sure. I, I hate the feeling of always being reactive. And maybe you're listening and you feel like, you know, since about mid-March, you've just been in reactive mode nonstop. Maybe some of you have found a rhythm and you feel, yeah, I, I have a great plan, but I just can't stick to the plan. By the time midweek rolls around and I'm not making progress on the things that are really important to me and goal setting feels silly because I just am not, I just can't stick to my plan. Do you know what I think a lot of people, why this happens is they actually determine their day by email or even if they have a plan, they get in the morning, they check their email and whatever is in their email, it becomes like the ping pong ball. You know, it totally immediately takes them off course. And it's like, whatever they try to do because of their email, they can't stick to a plan. Well, honestly, I feel like it's part of how the plan has been set up for them. You know, it's not really you. It's like how this has all been structured for you. Yeah. So what you're saying is it's not necessarily that you just can't stick to a plan. It's that the way that you're planning or your plan itself just needs some reworking. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. And today we're going to talk about, you know, when we think about planning, we just think about scheduling things, or maybe we think about it like our Google calendar or our calendar and our planner, but we're actually going to try to help you shift from scheduling tasks to actually batching them. That's right. We've talked before, Courtney, about this tool that we use called the ideal week. And no, that's not an ironic name. I know some of you have been so far from your ideal that you're like, what are you talking about? An ideal week? But it's actually a tool that when you do it 
correctly, when you really leverage it, it can change the way that you plan. And so we're going to teach you how to leverage that tool using mega batching in four steps today. So like we said earlier, this isn't really about your intention or your focus or even your energy. It's really about your plan. And Today, we're going to talk about shifting from scheduling tasks to actually batching them together. And I want to say, before we really dig into these four steps, you may be already rolling your eyes at the idea of an ideal week. And I just want to say, I get it. Like, nothing about where we are living right now is ideal. But I actually got to teach a masterclass in Compass with Michael about how to have an ideal week when it's far from an ideal time. And for me, and Blake, I'm not sure about you, having a temporary ideal week in our current situation has been so key for me. Because frankly, the ideal week right now for me looks way different than my normal ideal week, but it has been so grounding for me to have that. So first, let's start with step one, which is to plot your energy. Yeah. So we talked about chronotypes in episode 35. It's you called love G- chronotypes. I do love chronotypes. I honestly, let's be real. I love just about any kind of personality assessment, but I I really do enjoy chronotypes. What's your what's your chronotype again? How does that work? Uh, I'm a lion. So I'm an early riser. Because you're the king of the jungle. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah, it. Exactly. We get it. <laughs> well, you're a bear, right? Uh yeah, you're um, a bear. I'm a bear. Okay. Maybe I should get yeah. like a tattoo. Do you think that would be cool on my shoulder? I think that would help you. That would okay, be cool. really that feels very necessary at this point. Okay. I'm making a note. Great. Um, so bears, and you know this, you're basically a creature of the day. And a lot of our systems and schedules are built for bears because you make up the majority of the population. Wolves are the night owls, and then dolphins are these like really unique individuals. They make up a really small percentage of the population, but they just don't need very much sleep and they don't sleep very much. And they're excellent swimmers, typically. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, the point of the chronotype, and you know, I, I make jokes about it, but it's actually really powerful when you can understand here's the key where does your energy peak? Now, where in the day do you have the most? juice, you know, where you have the most energy, the most mental clarity, typically, uh, that in that window of time, that's when you want to batch as much high leverage work as you can. And that's really powerful because think about it. You could try to do your high leverage work, you know, at the end of the day, maybe if that's, you're tired then, or maybe it's in the morning and you think, oh, I should do this in the morning, but actually you're really groggy and out of sorts then. You know, I know for me, it's about from 9.30 to 12.30, uh, that's typically when I can really do, do the most damage on a to-do list. Figure out where that peak is and then batch tasks uh, accordingly. Yeah. And again, this is basically just your natural body rhythm. But especially right now, if you find yourself having to juggle all the things, you have children at home, maybe you and your spouse are both working from home, you know, things are just very abnormal. Instead of trying to squeeze in the extra work at your lowest point, maybe you're trying to squeeze in work very late at night and you're a lion, you can just tell it's not working. You're working, but you're getting the least amount of, you know, if I was to work at night, it would be like I could work for an hour, but really only get what I could normally do in 20 minutes. 
You know, it just is working against me. So this is really critical for understanding and then scheduling time appropriate. So step one, plot your energy. Step two, triage your calendar and your task list. Triage your calendar and your task list. And triage is actually just a really cool way of saying, cut out some stuff. Yeah. That I sounded really educated and smart though, right? Well, if you think triage is a real fancy word, yes, you did. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) I mean, here's the deal. You can't be everywhere and do everything. Like we kind of have to come to that realization, especially right now, you can't be everywhere. Uh, You're just one person and you can't get everything done. And honestly, what we're talking about here with triaging your calendar and task list is really the free to focus playbook. So if you're familiar with that book, you're going to really resonate with this, but you've really got to focus on the things that matter most. Yeah. So when that comes to uh, a work day, what we would recommend is to think about something that we call the desire zone, the desire zone. So to discover what's in that zone for you, you're asking three questions. Number one, what am I most passionate about? What do I enjoy? What do I like to do? Second, what am I most proficient at? You know, what am I really uh, excellent at doing? What what comes naturally to me? What am I good at? And finally, what am I really being paid to do? What am I really being paid to do? What moves the needle in my business, uh, in my work, in my compensation plan, whatever that is? Uh, when you identify those things, when you ask those questions, the the stuff that's common across the board there, that is your main area to focus on uh, using the strategy. Which I feel like some people listening are probably like, isn't that kind of obvious? But I know for people like me, I can kind of get excited about doing just about anything. And so if I don't stop to really evaluate, how do I actually feel about these things? Like, am I actually passionate about this task? I can just keep going on doing things that I shouldn't be doing for a really long time before I kind of have a whole breakdown. So asking those questions are really key. I don't. Does that resonate with you at all, Blake? It definitely does, especially in times I feel like where I you know, if things are challenging right now, maybe things are different for your workplace, right? You you tried to figure out how to do remote work and you're trying to figure out, well, now our, our marketing messaging is different or whatever it might be. Things kind of got shuffled around. And sometimes it's nice to escape to things that maybe we like to do, but we're not particularly good at. We're not necessarily paid for, but it almost feels like a little, an excuse. Some people in our team, I think, call that fake work or, you know, busy work. Uh, but this happened to me today. You know, someone... Uh, requested to have a call. Um, someone on our team was like, hey, can we chat about X, Y, and Z? And I was like, ooh, that's actually really fun. It's totally off course from my biggest goals this month. Uh, and I found myself wanting to say yes, because it would have been a fun sort of escape. But it was right in the middle of that high leverage time for me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Can you just email me about that? And maybe I can get to it tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's a great example. So after you've kind of asked yourself those questions, the next thing you're going to do is triage your calendar and your task list accordingly. So your example is so perfect for this next one, but you're going to opt out of unnecessary meetings if you can. And again, a lot of meetings seem like they might be fun. Maybe if they're like called for two weeks from now, you're like, yeah, that sounds great. And then the week of, you're like, why did I do this to myself? So look at those meetings. 
you're going to eliminate, automate, or delegate tasks that are outside of your desire zone. And again, those are items that you're both passionate about and you're proficient at. So they have to meet that criteria to be in your desire zone. And honestly, you may be thinking, you know what? There's really not that much that I can eliminate, automate, or delegate. I promise you there's more than you think. Yeah, especially if you just if you think of it like, hey, what would it what would be necessary or what would have to be true for this process to be automated, right? And maybe you come up with some creative ideas. So it, it's possible more than you think it might be. Another hack to this is to ask somebody else, maybe on your team or your mm. supervisor, to say, actually, these are the list, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of stuck. I don't know if I can eliminate, automate, or delegate any of these things. And I bet you they can really help you say, well, you know what? Do you have to be the person to do that? What about moving that to Karen? She's great at that. Mm. Karen is Karen's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Karen. <laughs> so yeah, that's step two. We want to triage your calendar and your task list as best you can so that you're really focusing your energy and your time on the highest value activities. Step three, batch your activities by stage and by theme. Batch your activities by stage and theme. So once you've eliminated all that you can from your task list, you want to batch what's remaining by their stage and by their theme. So if you don't know what we're talking about, that's that's what we'll spend some time, a few minutes here explaining to you so you can start doing this. Uh, and it's especially useful if you have a planner and maybe you've been wondering... <laughs> Wait, stage and theme, you know, you've looked at that ideal week tool in your full focus planner. What does that mean? Well, we're going to get into it. But if you need a temporary ideal week, you can actually download one at fullfocusplanner.com slash printables. You can just go to fullfocusplanner.com and look at the bottom of the page for the printable section. You can print off your ideal week and use that. So the way that this works is you're going to have a front stage, a backstage, and an off stage. The front stage is honestly whatever you are paid to do. So if you are a leader of an organization, what you get paid to do is cast vision, make decisions, set strategy. Maybe you're a manager. As a manager, what you get paid to do is keep your team resourced and focused. You know, maybe you're a sales rep. If you're a sales rep, you get paid for moving prospects through the sales funnel and closing. So whatever you do, maybe you're a copywriter. What you get to, what you get paid to do is write. I think if you're listening, you probably know what you get paid to do. The backstage is anything that is necessary to keep you on the front stage. So this may be things like planning. That that includes doing your weekly preview, your quarterly goal setting. That includes admin tasks like expense reporting, everybody's favorite. Uh, maybe that includes tidying up your desk, uh, maintaining files. That includes collaboration, like responding to emails or attending meetings. Those are all things that help you be on the front stage. Again, that is backstage. And the last stage is offstage. And this is personal time. This is really important because this is the stage that I think sometimes we act like it doesn't exist. But this, it is really important to have offstage time to be really good at front stage activities. Yeah, no kidding. I, I think that's huge. 
And in fact, some of you, if you're struggling with your front stage activities and you feel like, oh, I just really need more backstage time, you might actually need more offstage time. So consider that. That's another great reason to retool your ideal week right now is because you can actually see visually, am I taking much offstage time? You know, am I taking an adequate amount of backstage time? So being able to visually see that on paper, super helpful. So that's stages. Uh, the other thing to batch your activities by is by theme. So a theme is simply a subcategory within each stage. So meetings, for example, you know, me maybe meetings are a backstage activity. You know, let's say you're not uh, like a manager, maybe a manager meetings are, are front stage. But for someone like me, you know, meetings are really a backstage activity. So if at all possible, it's great to batch when I'm going to have meetings at certain times of the day, right? So uh, I know that we try to do this on, on our team. I'm part of our sales team and our training team. We try to batch our meetings and have that as predictable as possible. So it's less of a, hey, whenever we can have a meeting, are you free this time? And before we know it, we're just kind of scattered. You know, there's, there's something to be said, Courtney. I don't know if you can relate to this or if you listening can relate to this. But there's something draining just about shifting from type of activity to type of activity multiple times throughout the day. You know, like yeah, it's, it's like mentally it takes time to rev up or rev down. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think there is data on that. It takes you about 20 minutes to move from task to task. And so like, you know, if you're moving from a meeting back to get back into deep work, that it takes you like 20 minutes to get refocused back on the deep work that you're doing. So those that shifting your gears over and over throughout the day just totally kills your productivity. So yeah, batching meetings together, so critical. Okay, so if you are looking at your full focus planner at an ideal week, honestly, you may have missed where the stage and themes are. Stages are across the top underneath the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Themes is running down the side of the times. The idea is once you know your stages that you would label them by day. So for example, for me, Monday is a really heavy internal meeting day for me. It's when the marketing team meets. It's when I meet with the executive team. It is a front stage day for me. So I could easily label Monday as front stage. On Wednesday, our company has no meeting Wednesday. And Wednesday, typically for me, is a backstage day. So I would label Wednesday backstage. For your themes, uh, if you want to block out, for example, once you know your energy types, you can kind of say, hey, I'm not going to do meetings in the morning because that is my best thinking time. That is when I get my most critical thinking done. And so my theme in the morning is going to be deep work or I'm going to be working on strategy. But in the afternoon, I know that my energy level is going to go down. And so that's what I'm going to do. My theme is going to be meetings in the afternoon. If you feel kind of uh, like you're new to this or you feel really maybe discouraged because you don't have as much autonomy over your life or your schedule as you wish you had right now, I just want to encourage you, don't overthink it. Any intention is better than none at all. Um, an example for me with stages right now, it's, it's really simple. Monday through Friday is front stage, period. And Saturday is off stage. Both me and, and my wife together, like we don't, we, 
pretty much make an effort. Like, let's have as much fun as possible. Let's not talk about anything real if we can avoid it. <laughs> let's just like chill, you know, let's connect. Let's have fun with friends, that type of stuff. Sundays for us is that's when we're doing meal prep for the week, grocery shopping, uh, weekly previews, that sort of stuff. So that's really a backstage day for our family. And that's as simple as it is, you know, just that intention alone and that communication with the people that matter to you could make a big difference. Uh, And as a bonus, when it comes to themes, uh, for those of you that like to be a little more creative or visual, uh, I personally like to color code my ideal week. So uh, I've had to change it a lot more than once per quarter. So I actually will, uh, I got the printables version, you know, that's available full focus slash printables. I just got a temporary version and I'll, I'll color it up. Uh, so I can kind of see my blocks of, you know, themes and batch those. But yeah, wherever you're at, give it a shot if you never have. Okay, so step four is to schedule your interruptions. And this is actually my favorite step because it's really, honestly, the secret to making the system work. We like to think that we can be robots, but we're not. Like, it's just not practical and unscheduled things come up. So leave room in your ideal week to deal with those. Yes, exactly, Courtney. This is a massive point. And I think for me, when I first started trying to do the ideal week, I just felt so guilty. I felt like a failure almost every week because I was like, wait a second, I'm not doing what I should be doing right now. And every day felt like things get away from me. But when you schedule interruptions, so for example, what I had to start doing, and I've mentioned this to some of our call-in guests to the show, I think, but I started in the morning when I would use the little calendar, I started in small doses, uh, scheduling an an hour of buffer. And inevitably, that hour would get eaten up through the day. It was amazing. So then I took it to the next level and started putting that into my ideal week, just like, okay, I've got to have some buffer time. And so for me, that looks like a couple of things. It looks like on Fridays, I notice I tend to, because I'm focused on what's so important, you know, hey, what's really important and what's going to move the needle. By the time Friday rolls around, there there are some administrative things, you know, as someone on our sales team, there's some administrative things that have just fallen by the wayside. And I really want to wrap that up before the weekend. Otherwise, guess what happens? I spend my off state yep. day on Saturday thinking about all the open loops. So I have blocked, it's kind of a willing sacrifice. My last hour and a half of Fridays is just blocked off for loose ends. And that's kind of, I don't schedule anything. It's just a buffer slot at the end of my week so that I can head into the weekend and feel, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I finished it. You know, maybe I didn't do everything I wanted to, but I at least tied up those open loops. So that's an example of what I do. Here's what I think is so key about what you just said. I think for a lot of people, you don't buffer that time to do those loose ends. And so what happens? It just bleeds into whatever available space there is, which means you're working on Saturday and Sunday to tie up those loose ends. I mean, this is so critical. It happens. And so account for it. And and it looks different for all of our roles. You know, if you're if you lead people, maybe you know that they're you're just gonna need time each day for interaction with your team. Um, especially right now, things are coming up. You need to have space to be able to lead well, you know, so allocate it. I mean, this can be as simple as even just reserving the last hour of a day for doing your workday shutdown of returning messages, 
answering staff questions. That way you avoid that never-ending to-do list and letting things just cycle into the next day. You've got space for it because you've allocated time for it. Okay, well, let's sum this up. If you have plans for your week that never seem to pan out, it's okay. It doesn't have to be that way. You just need to start shifting from just scheduling your tasks to batching your tasks together. And the tool for that is the ideal week. And you can utilize that in this season. Yes, even now, you can have an ideal week using four steps. So first, plot out your energy. Second, triage your calendar and your tasks. Three, batch your activities by stage and by theme. And four, plan for surprises, those pesky interruptions. Make sure you schedule some buffer time. You know, once you practice that a little bit, once you get in the hang of that, you review that, you sharpen your ideal week, I promise you, you will actually start to enjoy your work. You'll start to really thrive at work, get better results in less time. You'll enjoy that offstage relaxation time. I know for me, one of the first things that changed was I started sleeping better literally at night. Uh, When all this, you know, the coronavirus stuff sort of happened, our ideal week got thrown off. Before I really dialed this back in, I noticed I started waking up at night again. And I was like, oh, no, not this again. But dialing this in is going to have a massive impact on your energy and as a result, your relationships and your work. Well, Courtney, there's something I've been wanting to ask you since the start of this episode, which is, do you have any final thoughts? (laughs) Uh, What does that mean? Do you mean you've been just wanting to get through with this podcast? I'm like, I wonder what she's going to say at the end, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like this time of Idol Week is really critical. And again, I said at the beginning of the episode, you may be rolling your eyes at the idea of an ideal week, but... It's so critical that at the end of the week, and maybe this is part of your weekly preview, that you take the time to say, okay, what about this week worked and what didn't work? So for example, at the beginning of this, I was having six hours of Zoom meetings. And I, I'm i used to being in meetings for long days at the office and I do great. I'm an extrovert. I, you know, I'm great on those days. But six hours of Zoom calls is a whole other thing. And so after days of doing that, I was completely spent after six hours of Zoom calls. I was like, I'm out. I'm like, I'm ready to go to bed when my four-year-old goes to bed. And what was really key for me was to say, okay, as part of my weekly preview, what didn't work, it was six hours straight of Zoom calls. And so what I immediately did was go look at my ideal week and say, okay, how do we shift this? to make this work for me. But I think the key there is you've got to take the time in the season to say what didn't work and what what did work. You know, did taking a walk at lunchtime, did that work? Figuring those things out and then instilling them into your ideal week is so key. And I know I mentioned this as well, but Michael Hyatt and I did a masterclass as part of Compass specifically about this. So if you're interested in that, you can find out more at fullfocusplanner.com slash compass. Everyone, thank you for listening. We appreciate you spending time with us. We hope we'll see you here next week. We're going to have another powerful episode of Focus on This. 
But until we get there, stay Stay focused. focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Compass, a monthly program to help full focus planner users stay on track with their goals. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash compass.